At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour, so I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona, and then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are. So I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. 
I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there. JMSComedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed with me, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I have an incredible guest for you today. And listen, there's going to be some of you who get a little skeptical from the jump because we're getting spirit guidey, we're getting woo wooey, we're talking to people in another dimension. And by people, I mean animals because my guest this week channels our spirit guides through canines, through animals. Uh, and it's pretty freaking cool. So this is what I need you to do. If you're a skeptic type of person who just automatically logs out on this kind of thing, just give it a shot. Listen to it. Act as if. Go, what if this is true? What would that be like? What would that mean? And then listen to what her story is, where it comes from, how this happened to her, because this woman has not been doing this her whole life. My guest, Heather Lee Strom, uh, had an occurrence and a bit of an awakening and that shifted things inside of her and now she is spreading the information that she has received through that awakening uh, and how our uh, spirit guides often come to us in the form of animals including our pets for those of you on YouTube who can see my little spirit guides head Moki uh, she talks about how uh, we might be getting lessons through animals uh you know not in the son of sam type of way but uh you know believe it or not you might find this hard to believe but some people might be more open to emotional expression or learning things if it's from animal life and you know i'm not saying this is a dog all of a sudden starts speaking english to you I'm just saying, and if you didn't pick up the sarcasm there, you've never met people who are like, I just love animals way more than people, which is so many of us, which is, uh, as she tells, uh, tells me in this interview, part of why this is going on, why she suddenly was able to, uh, have these messages, learn about these, uh, higher beings trying to communicate with us to make earth and all our lives here more productive and, and better and do the things we're supposed to do, spread the love we're supposed to love. Spread the love we're supposed to love. Spread the love we're supposed to spread. Um, her book, Canine Spirit Guides, The Healing Power of Man's Best Friend, is pretty incredible. And for those of you listening, I have a copy that I am loving. And I'm going to be giving away a copy. But you got to join the Facebook group. So check out the link in the show notes. Join the Facebook group. I will be talking about how I'm giving that away in there very soon. And... Yeah, get ready to hear about Canine Spirit Guides. I mean, for those of you watching on the YouTube, you can already see the cover. These things, she's these depictions, which 
you know, uh, time will tell. And by time, I mean this interview of, you know, how relative they are to the actual spirit guides. Is this what they look like? Is this just a uh, art for the cover? You, why don't you just wait and see and keep watching so you can actually see, um, you know, maybe more of what these spirit guides really look like. Uh, Heather Lee Strom, nice lady. And again, this was not, this isn't something she's been doing her whole life. She was not someone going around thinking she was talking to spirit guides. And that's what I love about this is that it's someone who was just living a so-called quote, regular earthly life, cut off, disconnected from this, and then had an experience. And those are the people I love to hear from on things like this. And I hope you do too. So without further ado, here is my wonderful guest all uh, to talk all about Canine Spirit Guides, Heather Lee Strom. All right, everyone. By this point, you have heard my big, long intro for our guest, but I am so excited. I- I'm extremely excited for this interview. Uh, we have with us today, Professional Galactic Canine Channel, energetic healer and author of the book, Canine Spirit Guides, The Healing Power of Man's Best Friend, Heather Lee Strom. Heather Lee, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Jessica. It's been an honor to join you today, and I'm really looking forward to interacting with you and your audience. Um, I am so excited about this, and I, I know we only have an hour, so I want to just dive in and <laughs> get to know There's you a, a little. Yeah, no, I was, as soon as, uh, as soon as we started emailing, I was like, what in the what? So... <laughs> Okay. For those who are not in the know at this point and have, have not discovered your work until this podcast, um, can you explain, like you tell me what you do and, uh, so people can hear it in your own words. And there's my dog chiming in. (laughs) Oh, she's ready. Yeah. She's ready to, to, to receive the energy. Um, well, I'm a galactic. They've told me I'm a galactic canine channel. Now, this is a new concept because what I introduce in my book is is groundbreaking new information about what our dogs actually do for humanity. So, they um I've always been their caretaker and um their guardian and their spokesperson, but I was only just activated last year. So, it this was part of my awakening. I was just a regular human being minding my own business. You know, here on earth, having a terrible experience. Classic, (laughs) been there. (laughs) Couldn't figure out why I was here because it was such a terrible place, right? (laughs) (laughs) And and so I just was awakened. Actually, the process began during um, the lockdown in 2020. So, um, yeah, and the book just kind of birthed out of me and I didn't understand it at first. I had no idea what it was all about and the guides had to kind of explain it to me. I was never psychic before. I've never written a book. I've never meditated before this entire process started. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. It it was a very active year. The book was written within six months. It just kind of flowed through you. It just puked out of me. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So that surprises me because I was of course going to ask if you had had any you know, psychic medium experiences prior to this, let's dig in a little to kind of that experience of awakening. So you've, you've had dogs, pet, like, uh, pet, pet dogs, excuse me, um, throughout your life, I assume then. Oh yes. I've been a professional dog trainer. So I've had contact with a a lot of dogs. Wow. Okay. Um, let's see, how do I want to phrase this to, so that someone who, cause I know I have a mix of listeners who are already like in the know with like spirit guides, which I love psychics. And then some people who are like, 
what the what the fuck does any of this mean? <laughs> uh, excuse my language. Uh, so, uh, okay. You had like, what was the moment or what was the, the like thing that clicked of where you went from just being, well, let's back up a little before you had an awakening and had this like realization that spirit guides are coming and communicating to you through dogs. Um, what are some things that, you now realize were were was this but you just didn't know with like prior pets and dogs yeah so i i was in a cocoon stage i call it now looking back on it it was a very specific 11 year part of my life where i felt completely lost i i didn't know who i was i didn't know where i was going i felt like i had been abandoned by all all energies that you know govern us whether it's god or or spirit or whatever you want to call it. I just felt like I had been abandoned, like mm -hmm. dropped off and left. <laughs> and I just was sad and, and angry at the world. And, and it, no one from outside probably knew this. I just knew it. And so I was like, what, why am I here? What's the whole purpose of this experience? Can I go home? I don't I knew, <laughs> I knew there was something better out there. I didn't I know, know that the feeling. details. You know, I didn't know any of that. I just knew there was more than this. And it was very homesick for something I didn't understand. And so um, after the whole lockdown experience in 2020, um, things started to rumble inside of me. I felt like this, there was something really big coming. And during lockdown, I received a, a message of a symbol that my subconscious recognized. And I just was like, whoa. And when it's in the stories in the book. And when you read the book, you're going to go, whoa, because it's not anything anybody would ever see normally. Oh. And so I, this, this energy just washed over me and it just felt like, felt like a big power was coming. And I knew something was coming. So I started to get ready and I said, what do I need to do? Who do I need to be with? Help somebody help me. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and so I just started searching intuitively for people that could help me through this process, not knowing at all what was about to happen. And so I found a, a, um, a psychic shaman to work with, who was my mentor throughout this entire process. I found a numerologist who was instrumental in getting everything started to kind of get me going on my path an astrologer that, that was incredibly powerful and literally told me everything that was about to happen, which actually ended up happening and still is. Wow. And, um, who else? Oh, a hypnotist, a hypnotherapist that helped me kind of sort through what I was receiving through my meditation. So I knew I needed a team. I didn't know why <laughs> I didn't know what was about to happen. And then finally, as I start searching, and start meditating, I begin to receive clues. In my dreams, I'm meeting with my spirit guides and we're having conversations and I'm, I'm taking notes without ever waking up. And then in the morning I would read them and go, what? So that's Whoa. how I got the title of the book. And that's how I understood that I was gonna be writing about dogs. But what's so um, non-transparent about the title of the book and, and what I do is that our um, canine spirit guides are not the essence of our dogs. They are oh. the intergalactic version of our dogs. So dogs and all animals actually, but for the purpose of this conversation, dogs are much 
more spiritually advanced than humans and they're playing dumb <laughs> <laughs> so that was so well it's that's the premise of this podcast i feel like is me yeah, going what go. does any of this mean and they're doing that for the benefit of us to go like <laughs> yeah. no it, you'll get it <laughs> they're letting us feel like we're in charge like we know better than them and we really don't have a clue that's so funny. There's an episode of Rick and Morty that's uh, like that, which is so funny. It's just an animated show where the dogs oh, yeah. are like, it, they're pretending. And that it's just so funny that it makes you wonder uh, if maybe one of the writers is kind of tapped into. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't want you to, you know, obviously I don't want to give away the whole story and what the sign you saw was and everything. Cause we want people to check out your book. But when you say like um, something came to you, was it something like outside in the world that you saw as a sign or was it something like, like a feeling what what like can you explain oh, that it, it was a a physical object that dropped from the sky <laughs> okay <laughs> well let me ask you this because as someone who prior to all of this as you said you uh you weren't channeling any other spirit guides you weren't even meditating i didn't and- even know i was psychic yeah i had no idea there had to be a moment and this question is for the skeptics who already at this point are like all right what the what the heck were you like am i crazy what's going on that had to feel a little insane yeah i didn't ever feel like i was crazy because i've always had an intuition that was very very strong um but i wasn't trusting what i was hearing like i didn't think i thought it was just my thoughts that i was hearing yeah they're like this is just a weird subconscious i've been locked up too long This is, I thought it was my judgment that was coming through of myself, you know, stuff like that. When I would hear messages, I'm like, how, how could I know that? So, so my conscious mind and my ego was playing games with me, trying to tell me that, you know, oh, it's no big deal. You're just making this up. You're putting thoughts in your own head, you know, (laughs) and, and that's why I needed the mentor because he was my fact checker. Anytime that I had something come through, I'd be like, no, I just heard this and that. What is this true? What's up with that? And he would just always shake his head and he'd be like, you have a direct channel to source. It's huge. And you just need to trust yourself. So once I started trusting and there is a there's a difference between I now know between my own thoughts and when I'm receiving a channel or a message or a download. It has a completely different texture. It has a different urgency. Like it's like, write this down right now (laughs) when it comes through, like I have to stop what I'm doing and either dictate or write it down, make note because it's something that they want shared or it's something that goes in the book or, or it just tends to tie everything together or it answers a question I had been pondering. So now I understand the difference between my own thoughts and the channeled information. Wow. Okay. So they kind of like, it almost comes in differently. So you can sort yeah. what's, what's yeah, has, a, has a different texture to it, you know, different energy to uh, it. Oh, there's my dog barking. Um, <laughs> um, that's so funny. Uh, were you at all as someone who had previously not been in this landscape, was there any like fear of judgment or like feeling like you had to like kind of come out as this type of person? Yes. And that's something I had to heal because I've had many, many, many lifetimes where I've been persecuted for being myself. So that's one thing that the canine guides healed for me 
was that fear of persecution, the fear of inauthenticity. Uh, uh, you know, when when we're afraid to actually truly be ourselves because we're afraid of what other people would think, then it it really shuts us down and it imprisons us within our own mind. And then we get all the negativity that goes along with that. And it just becomes this, this burial of our soul. There's my dog She's... that I have to tempt with treats so that she doesn't oh. bark at the neighbors out the window. Uh, <laughs> or she's like, you're giving away the goods. Yeah. <laughs> Pipe down over there, lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. That's really interesting. Uh, I'm curious. So with these guides, are there guides that come to multiple people through different dogs or does everyone have their own unique set of guides? Well, they are a collective. So there's only over 50 of them. So, you know, there, there's more people than, than that. So they're omnipresent and they will come through, they'll come through your dog or they don't have to, if you want to work with them, they'll work with you openly. And most of my clients that I work with don't even have dogs. So they're just working with the canine spirit guides. Oh, so you don't have to have, it does, they can still come to you. They don't necessarily have to come through the dog. Right. They, their mission is to help humanity heal deeply and quickly. And that's, they offer and what they're telling me an advanced technology for healing, which is why I healed so quickly lifetimes of, um, of pain and, and anguish and trauma. They just completely just ripped it out of me. And I had been trying my whole life to heal from it and nothing would work. And they just said, here, let's just take that. <laughs> so, so they are, they heal very deeply and very quickly if you allow them to, but um, yeah. So depending on what's going on in your life will determine which canine spirit guide is working with you at that moment. So it could be through that specific dog. Or if you're only, if you're a type of person who's only going to have one dog in your entire life, and that might be a, you know, if, as long as a dog lives, maybe, you know, 12, 13, some of them are living 15, 18 years now. Fingers um, crossed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if, if you're someone who's never going to recycle your dog or get another one, then they'll swap out the guides as you need more help, a different level of help. Cause each guide has a very specific meaning and purpose and energy and healing that they have to offer humanity. Okay. So is the, the method of coming to people through the dogs a way like, I don't like, is this something that you either know or has been, you know, you've been informed of through the guides. Is that a way of reaching people who would maybe be shut off to this type of thing? Yeah. Yeah. So all of us, most everybody I know who loves dogs have a huge heart for dogs, right? I mean, yes. we just love our dogs like no other animal on this planet. And when we do that, our heart, our heart is completely open to them. And with this opening, they have the ability to, to connect with us very deeply through that opening. And that's why they come to us through our dogs. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, beautiful. And, and we definitely all know. I mean, most of us, I'm sure, know how we feel when we see a, a dog or when we're with our own dog. Yeah. Does that mean anything for... I have on rare occasion encountered a person, very rare, thankfully, because it shocks me every time, who does not care for dogs. <laughs> does that mean anything about them spiritually? 
I think it does. <laughs> You're not going to hear it, you know. Um, to me, there's also a difference between people who love cats and and don't like dogs. Yeah. Or, or people who, you know, love dogs but don't love cats. I mean, there there's a different frequency, right, mm-hmm. with, with each animal. So that it just means that you either resonate with that frequency or you're closed to that frequency. But there are people that I work with that don't like dogs because maybe they don't like the hair or they just don't understand them. Cause a lot of people are afraid of animals cause they don't understand them. They, yeah. they can't, they feel like they can't trust them because they, they just have little experience around animals. So sometimes that's just an immature soul that doesn't know how to interact, um, but they'll still accept the healing of the canine guide. So we have to be careful. I mean, it it can indicate if they don't like dogs, that there's a missing link there, but we just have to be careful not to label it, you know, because you just never really know what the source of the hesitancy is. Yeah. If it's like a, a, yeah, as you said, just a lack of experience or maybe even a personal trauma or a, I don't know, like a past life trauma, who knows? Yeah, absolutely. And that would need to be cleared in order for them to be able to open that space up for that, that affection and that connection. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and you said, I just want to ask this for clarity, because I know you said some people you work with don't even have dogs. So for clarification, these spirit guides are not like dog spirit guides. They just sometimes come to, so they could come to you without an animal. It's just how they reach some people. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, it's just that connection. So so they're calling themselves canine spirit guides because that's the easiest way to our heart. Yeah. When really these guides, if if you look at the the pictures of the guides, they're not just dogs. They're also um, wild animal energies too. They're they're a combination of energies. So they're um, they're more of a collective. Okay. Than just a dog, right? Yeah, they're much, they're much more powerful than than just a single energy, which is the whole point, because they're trying to rev up our healing on this planet. So if like a when if an energy, if one of these guides is coming to you, are you actually receiving the wisdom of like multiple guides? Because I don't know how you feel or what your understanding is. My understanding is that some spirit guides are like souls who have kind of ascended past coming back and like living lives on earth or whatever plane. And now they guide other people. But are these guides specifically when you say sort of a collective, is it kind of a channel of the wisdom of multiple guides? They, um, sometimes they'll come to me as a collective and sometimes I just have a single guide coming in, especially when I'm working with a client depending okay. on what that client needs will determine which guide is coming through to help that person um, as far as where they are on their path or what kind of trauma they need to heal from or what they need to know. Um, Cause I'll do a reading on the person and the guides as a collective will tell me what that person needs to know, what their history is, what their purpose is, where they're going next, what needs to be cleared or healed or or upgraded for them in order to get them firmly on their path. And then the guide that is, um, has those skills that that person needs will then come into session with me and the client 
and provide that, that energetic shift or the healing that they need right then and there. Oh, wow. Uh, that's incredible. How do you, um, God, I have so many questions at once in my brain. (laughs) Um, have, has there been any information given to you or like as to why, why you, why are you the one that was given the knowledge of this is how they're coming in? Yeah. I, I asked that a lot because this is, (laughs) this is not, I had to do a whole lot of healing and changing to get to this point. And I'm like, can I just be this quiet little introverted person I've always been and stay out of the limelight? Cause I am not, I'm not <laughs> used to being on stage like you are, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So I, what I saw and what they've told me is that this is a role that I've always played with them in all dimensions and in all lifetimes, I have been this caregiver of these animal frequencies because one thing that humanity doesn't understand is that animals in other dimensions are not the animals that we have here on earth they're not subservient to to humans they're 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 more advanced spiritual beings and so other races and i mean by that like extraterrestrial races have animals in their environment and on their planet, but they are perceived and as um, higher dimensional beings. They're kind of held um, in a higher regard. Higher regard, and they will counsel with them to try and improve themselves. So animals in other dimensions are much more advanced than, you know, the humanoids in that dimension. And so they are revered as leaders and spiritual advisors. And so um, this is my role that I have always played with them. Although I was, when I got the astrological reading, she told me, you are so undercover. You don't know who you are. And that's what she meant. And this is before we even knew anything about my path. I, this is who I am. I've always been their guardian and their spokesperson. And I'm the one at the door checking everybody's past that wants to go and meet with them. Right. Wow. Um, and I actually got to visit myself in this parallel universe doing this very thing. So that was incredibly um, beautiful to be able to see that because I also got to see what other animals are in different in different dimensions. We have different animals over there than we do here. Was that through a dream or through the hypnosis or a meditation? Wow. Yeah. And actually she came to me first in a dream and you know, you have, sometimes you have dreams where the brain is processing. And then other times when you're dreaming, you're actually astral traveling. And I had traveled to her dimension and visited with her. and, And I asked my mentor, I said, how can I get back there? I've got more questions. (laughs) yeah, I need more information. I need to talk to her again, you know? And so he told me how to do it in meditation. And I did. Wow. And is it sort of like you not realizing what was going, you know, what was going on until, you you know, fairly recently? Yeah. Is that like just a divine timing thing? Like you, they revealed it when you were ready. Well, it was more than that because it's more about the timing of the planet and the timing of the race. Um, I had a brain surgery back in 1994 oh my gosh. and during that surgery, I actually had went into council with my guides. And at that point, oh, like out of body. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I actually saw myself leave. 
um, at that point, we were deciding it was an exit point, a possible exit point. Oh, like you could just be like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were trying to decide whether to keep me in play because they said it's going to be a long time yet before you're able to act, be activated. Are you sure you want to do this? Because my life was not pleasant and all that's in the book. So they were giving you an out. Yeah. They were giving me an out. And I said, no, put me back in. I'm ready. I'm committed. And so ever since that surgery, that was 30 years ago, I haven't been able to sleep at night because I've been like, when is it? When's when it coming? It, yeah. When when's my I big thing? <laughs> Did that because you uh, you said that, you know, life was not, you know, sunshine and rainbows in. Yeah. Did that experience? Was that like your beacon of hope of like, OK, like on when when things were bad? Well, you know, I didn't I didn't know any of this consciously. I didn't understand it until I was writing the book. Um, I just knew something. I was here for a reason. I've always known I'm here for a reason. It's, it's a big reason. I didn't know what. So I'm a soldier. I've always been a soldier. And I was determined I was going to make it through no matter what it looked like. So no matter how horrible my life was, how hard it was, I just kept pushing forward. I, I didn't know why, but I just kept pushing. Wow. That's so beautiful. Um, yeah. When I look back now, it's beautiful, <laughs> but back then it was not very much fun. You're like, <laughs> I'm tired of the lessons. Yeah. <laughs> Give can me we, some rainbows, you know, <laughs> I know. Can I just get a little bit of healing? I know God, it, it's so funny to get to a feeling of awareness, like that moment that I think a lot of us experience of like, okay, I know that this is, these are lessons that are setting me up for something. Yeah. But then, but then, you know, another shitty thing happens and you're like, I get it enough. Yeah. Like, like, I thought I was done with that already. Can, yeah, can we move on to the, the, yeah, the positive part? Right, right. Um, do you think that the ability to, uh, you know, be in contact with these spirit guides, hear their message. Is this someone, something that could be developed by anyone over time? It, it will be taught. I've been showing, shown that I'm going to be setting up schools to teach it. Wow. Yeah. It, it's going to be teachable at some point. I, I've got to get them all out into the world first. You know, there's, there's fi over 50 and the first book only has four, the first four in it, they call themselves the core four. And the next book will have the essential eight. So, you know, as the, as people get used to more accustomed to them and used to their frequency, um, then more and more will come out at a time. Oh, wow. And have you, uh, been in contact with all of them or are they still being revealed to you and brought into they're, you? They're giving me little previews of the next eight. Uh, so I haven't met all of them yet. No, it's a little overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. But they kind of, did they also give you the message of, you know, we're going to introduce you to eight more, but like hold yeah. off until you have eight. Cause that'll be the way to deliver. They, they just give me this. a little preview. So they say the next, the next group will be eight. They'll be called the essential eight. So I have kind of a, uh, I've had a download of two or three already. I think just a brief download, not nothing detailed. Um, I just haven't had time to devote to it because I've been trying to get this book promoted and get the word out, but their frequency is, is very, very high. And so um, we need to be able to hold the frequency of the first four before we can start working with the rest of them. So a lot of people, when they read my book, you know, the frequency of the guides is in the book. 
And so if, if it's too much frequency for you, you're going to fall asleep and not be able to stay focused because your, your nervous system will shut down. It kind of has a, a, a fail safe circuit. I can't remember what that's called. The one in the bathroom. I don't remember what they call that. Um, Oh, it's yeah. It's just like that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So your, Uh. your nervous system will shut down because it's more frequency than you're used to holding on to. So you're like overwhelmed. Yeah. It gets overwhelmed. So as you get through the book and you, and, and sometimes you'll have to read it more than once or twice or three times to build your tolerance for it. It, Cause it's working with you while you're reading the book or listening to it on audible, you know, however you do it. Um, but as we get more and more people that can hold that kind of frequency, we're going to get more and more of the guides coming through. Wow. That's amazing. Um, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit more about these core four and then, you know, what people can be doing to, you know, raise their frequency to be prepared to, you know, get these messages and get this healing. We'll be right back, you guys. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Okay, we are back and we were just talking about, um, you know, how so- how these energies come in and they can be a very high frequency that people aren't used to. So before we go into, I would love to, you know, hear a little bit about these four initial energies that came in. But for those people listening who are already like, I, I want in, I want to know how can I um, communicate or how can I receive these messages? What are things, and I think this is helpful in general, even if they're not specifically, you know, people aren't trying to, you know, channel these guides, but what are things people can do in their daily life to raise their frequency? Oh, that is a loaded question right there. (laughs) That's the million dollar question. Um, Yeah. So that's a really important question too, because a lot of people are trying to raise their frequency, but they're forgetting the first step. And the first step to holding more frequency and energy is to dump the tanks. I was just going to say, or what can they let go of to get rid of? Yeah. So, so the lower vibrational frequencies take up room in our energetic field and in our bodies as injuries and illnesses and negative thoughts and memories and, you know, you name it, karma, trauma, all of that stuff lives in our physical body if it's in our energetic body. So we have to clear that first. And that's what they did with me. That was the whole process of writing the book was they came in and they go, you got this, you got that. Let's just get rid of it. So we have to heal that first. And that's really not a hard process. You know, we've been trained, we've been Uh, brainwashed into thinking that healing takes time. It's a process. We have to understand it. We have to understand why we feel the way we feel and who did what to us. And (laughs) they're just saying, (laughs) that's just baloney. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to know any of that. We're just going to, we're going to tell you what needs to be done. And we're just going to take it. And the longer we spend trying to understand it, the longer we are separated from ourselves, the longer we are separated from our healing. So the first thing we need to do in order to 
hold the frequency or hold the energy or elevate our frequency is to heal. And that's, that's what they do for people. But, but you can start that process by developing a meditation practice, learning how to meditate and meditation isn't as hard as you think. Cause let me tell you, I don't like to meditate. And, <laughs> and one thing that I always thought about meditation was that it's all about sitting still and quiet and zeroing out your mind, which never worked for me at all. Um, what they taught me to do was how to use my mind to my advantage in a meditation. So my meditations are all very active and purposeful. And um, I have a meditation course on my website that people can access that will teach you how to do that because meditation in and of itself is not the goal. Mm. It's, it's a tool to teach you how to access the higher realms, how to access your higher consciousness, how to access the healing entities that are here to help us heal. So it's not about sitting there and being quiet. It's about getting to a certain place in your meditation so that then you can just leap into another dimension with it and use it as a tool. Wow. So it's almost like even that that part of meditation that is sort of developing the skill of maybe trying to quiet the mind is more for uh, making room for the more important things to come in, that there's just yeah. too much day-to-day. And the... And the, the hardest part I would say about meditation is like I described already is, is taming the ego because the ego is going to question everything. So that's probably the hardest part for people when they meditate, because the brain won't shut up, right? It just keeps running these tapes or it keeps replaying your day, or you keep thinking about what you need to do, but that's okay. Like that's just a, that's just a fleeting second of the meditation, just be like, yeah, whatever. And just continue on. Don't, don't fight it. Right. Yeah. Don't beat yourself down because you had that thought. Who cares? Move you just on. come back to your breath or to whatever you're focused yeah, on. Come back to your, to your breath or come back to, um, you know, your vision or whatever you're working on. But, but that's the hardest part <clears throat> is learning how to disengage from the ego. So I would say the first two things we have to do in order to develop the skills is to heal and divorce the ego because uh, I mean, the ego serves only if our life is in danger. Yeah. And you know, it, that's the only reason we have the ego. Yeah. And it's really doing a lot of overtime work now that we're in a place where we're not in con constantly on the run from now it's receiving yeah. other things as danger when it's, uh, yeah, we've given it too much power over us <laughs> and it, it needs to be tamed and, you know, put a collar on the sucker and tell it to sit in the corner, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Cause I remember even when I, I did a 10 day silent meditation, which, uh, was a bold move for someone who had not been meditating at all. But I'm, uh, of course the lunatic who goes like, well, why not dive in all the way? And I remember, uh, like day, like day two or three, having like the thought in my head of like, I'm doing it. I'm meditating. Everything else is quiet. And I'm like, well, then I'm not, I'm now just <laughs> celebrating. I'm not meditating. I'm just singing about meditating. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to, of course, like get through that to even get to, you know, it, whatever my experience was that was next, which I've, you know, talked about in the, in the past, but nothing to this capacity. Right. Um, but that's good. It's, uh, I think that's a good reminder for people. And I always, when I talk about meditation, talk about it, 
you know, it's a practice. And I like to think of it the same as when I do a physical workout, it's like, yeah, you're not going to show up and I'm not going to deadlift 400 pounds. You're not going to sit there and immediately go into, I'll never deadlift 400 pounds probably. Uh, but you're not immediately going to go into this like higher consciousness the first time you sit down. It's like, okay, start with the five pound weights, do a couple, you know, you're just, do, can you meditate for a one minute? You know, uh, so I love that. I love that people have a tool of like, where do I begin to even yeah. be open to this? And when you talk about like letting go and the constant need to ask why, I think because of the way we've socially thought about healing and therapy, as you said, with this, like, let's pull it apart. We really mm-hmm. take for granted the fact that when you are examining a trauma, a, a past thing, your body's reliving it and like you're not letting go of it. And there is, of course, it's easy to go like, just let go. And people who are struggling with that will go, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. But I just I just guess I said all that to agree with you on the stop asking why. That was a yeah. big aha moment for me when I went to, um, it wasn't even a therapist. It was a woman who does this very unique modality called the Grinberg method, but it was effectively kind of like an acupressure. Uh And she just kept, uh, she's like, you know, like poking on pressure points, but she kept like tapping my head right here because I would, I've had 11s since I was a toddler, just being like, why? What's going on here? What's that? Like I needed, I needed to the explanation for everything. And she would just be like, don't worry about why it feels like that. Just, it feels like that. That's that. Yeah. That's the ego judging, right? Yeah. That's, like what, we have what's to have that a judgment on it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that we can't just let something be and go, Oh, that's okay. Well, that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll go, why am I crying? Why am I sad? Why am I angry? It's like, well, just yeah, let yeah. the feeling come up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so these, these four guides, can we, can you give us a little brief kind of overview on, on who they are and, and what their oh, messages yeah. are? Oh, I'd love to. So, this is Anthea. She's the first one and she is the golden retriever and the, um, cheetah. And so the, the breed, the dog breeds that they identify with as well as the wild animal are very significant to what they have to share and what sort of things they work on with humanity. So she helps connect, uh, helps to connect humanity with our divine joy and self love because that's what the golden retriever is all about. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, cheetah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And the cheetah is very efficient and really picks and chooses what to spend energy on. So um, there's a lot of power coming out of her. And she literally connected me back to myself love because I had hated myself my whole life and I didn't even know it. So she helped to heal all of that. She's a beautiful guide. She's very motherly. And a lot of my clients uh, work with her because there's so much self-love that needs to be reconnected in this world. Um, yes. And, then, and the second guide is, um, this is Oscar. He's, he's a masculine guide. He um, identifies with the black and tan coon hound and the lion. So he's all about identifying with your own voice 
you know, being able to speak your voice and understand your voice and carry your voice and your own courage, holding your own energy. And he literally, one of my, two of my dogs that I had carried Oscar and he literally carried my energy because I was so devastated. I couldn't, I could not carry myself. And there's some beautiful stories about those dogs with him throughout my life that literally just carried my voice for me because I could not, as a child, I had, I was powerless. I couldn't speak my voice. I couldn't even understand my own voice. Um, So he's an an incredible, he's very soft, even though he's powerful, his voice is very soft. It's hard to hear him sometimes because he's just like, he's kind of like Aslan in the the lion, the the witch and the wardrobe. That's what he reminds me of. (laughs) You remember those stories? Yes, I love yeah. that. Yeah, the lion in, in that in that story. But this is the third guide. Um, this is Oregon. She is very very powerful. She's a she's a big jump from the first two energetically. Wow. So when people get to work with her, they are really ready. They've cleared the tanks. They've dumped dumped the tanks, and they're ready to connect to their own divine soul. She is the um, Basinji and the Black Panther. And she's very magical. I had one incredible dog with that carried this spirit guide. And and that's my favorite um, section of the book. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why she's on the cover of the book. Um, But she connects us with our own divine soul. And we can't do that until we've already talked about we dump the tanks. And that's what she did with me. I'd never met my soul before, never been in that energy before. It was the most magnificent place I'd ever been, never wanted to leave. I thought I was in the presence of God. You know, <laughs> I was like, this is incredible. Wow. And when I was told it was my own soul. I'm like, well, how big is God then? Because that was amazing. You know, I just it totally reset my my understanding of what everything was because That's magical. I just never thought that I could be that in that incredible. And so I know that people have never met their own soul and that's what she's here to introduce us to. She wow. also will remove our masks that we wear because we walk around on this planet pretending to be somebody that we're not because mm-hmm. we're either, either afraid or we don't even know ourselves. So in, in ceremony or in sessions with um, my clients, she will literally tell me what mask they are wearing. I'll see exactly what it looks like, where they're carrying it, what body part it's shielding and what it's, what its purpose is to either protect or portray. And she'll then remove that mask so that that person can see themselves for the first time ever. And the world can also experience their full beauty for the first time ever. It's really beautiful. Wow. Yeah. She's one of my favorites. Oh yeah. She sounds magical. Yeah, (gasps) she is. Oh, I love this. Yeah. This is Daman Yaran Eric. And (laughs) thankfully I can call him Eric. Um, He is the creme de la creme of the core four. He is the most magical. I met him for the first time during an ayahuasca ceremony Ooh. is magnificent. Um, he identifies with the pug and the bald eagle and the dogs that carry his energy are very recognizable because they do not like to be touched. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's so funny. The, the bald eagle is meant to be admired from afar. He continuously tells me because I have one of his dogs here now. She's like, don't touch me. Get away Look from me. me. But don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> um, he helps to um, connect us to our intergalactic version of ourselves. So he opens the um, doors like for people who have never taken that journey intergalactically. Some of my dogs popping up. I'm listening. What? She's like, huh? <laughs> She's like, I want to do that. She's a little too affectionate though, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. You'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he helps. And, and he's the reason why I progress so quickly um, through all of the intergalactic realms because he, he actually guards over us while we travel spiritually and he also makes sure that we get to where we want to go on the, on, in the various realms. Oh, wow. And he connects us to that part of ourselves. I didn't know I was an intergalactic being until I did work with him. And I'm like, oh, I've been on that planet and that planet. And I can speak this language and that language. I had no idea, you know? I love so that. So he helps to connect us with that part of ourselves. That's so, I mean, that is so beautiful. And I'm sure the, I mean, the stories you have specifically with each of these, I'm sure are so beautiful Oh yeah, in the book. Yeah. Um, what I'm curious about, well, and one of my listeners in the Facebook group had a question about this as well, but um, I'm like, Moki, come on screen. Uh, are you constantly inundated? Like when you see people, how do you... How do you not become overwhelmed? Like are, are people's guides constantly around them and you can see them or do you have to go into a, like a trance state? No, I, I've, because I come from the medical field, cause I've been a physical therapist for 30 years. I, I stay out of people's energy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not dipping in other people's energy. So I have, when I'm work, you know, moving through the world, I have my shields up. I'm in my own little world. I, I'm minding my own business. I'm not dipping into other people's energy to see what they're about because I, I don't want to do that. That's, that's just what I decided I, where I would stand in this, in this process. So no, and I don't, you know, I might intuitively get a message about somebody like whether or not they're on the up and up or, you know, whether they're going through a painful part of their life intuitively, it might be like, Oh, that person, you know, needs some help right now. That's about the depth of what I get. Cause I stay out of other people's energy fields. I've had other psychics interview me and, and I can tell that they're one of those people that just likes to dip their toe into other people's just energy. what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. And so they'll dip into my energy and all of a sudden they're spinning because the, I carry the energy of the canine guides and it's incredibly powerful. And if you're not used to being in the realm of that type of energy, you're going for a ride. <laughs> wow. That's, so, I mean, it's so interesting that, that experience of like a psychic being like, Whoa, I'm not what, what the, yeah, what she had to literally like sit back and ground herself. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty strong. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I just love the imagery of like, you're surrounded by dogs barking her away. Yeah. And she's like, okay, sorry. I don't yeah. mind my own business then. Yeah. That's kind of what it's like. Yeah. Wow. And, and when I met the guys for the first time, I was actually, um, when I saw them all together for the first time before I had my clairvoyance and all, I was um, on a hypnosis. I was in a hypnosis, and one of the 
doors that I opened, I opened it up and there were a hundred dogs in there. Like all of my own previous dogs were in there and they started jumping up and down and barking and spinning. And that was the first time I heard them all speak to me. They gave me a message during that hypnosis and I just started crying. I had never experienced anything like that. I didn't know I could hear them. And so, yeah. So when you said that, that's what that reminded me of all the dogs barking. Yeah. Wow. Um, shoot. I had Uh a question and then I got, I got so into what you were saying that I, uh, (laughs) ah, dang, where is it? Oh, well, uh, oh, I want to ask this because I, uh, I really struggle to not, yeah, I don't, I don't think of myself as someone who I has like psychic abilities per se, but I pick up people's inner, like I can feel energy. I can't, I don't see or hear anything, but I don't want to, like, I, I really like take on people's energy. Is there anything Mm -hmm. you do or you recommend to kind of build a better barrier of not allowing that to happen? That's actually one of the exercises in my um, meditation course. Um, But yeah, I teach people how to shield themselves. And, you know, when I work with other people, it's really important that we're shielded because we're, we're moving into a cosmic realm. We don't want energies that we don't want coming in on us. So yes, there's a way to shield yourself so that you don't let, because what happens is, do you remember your chemistry? You remember how, (laughs) um, you know, how the electrons on the outer ring ring, um, if there's a single electron in the outer ring, it will have to steal an electron from another one. Um, so that it will, it can be balanced and stable. Yeah. When you're around people that have a lower energy vibration than you, that's what happens. They walk around stealing your energy electrons from other people. And that's why you, then you end up feeling tired or grumpy or, you know, just not yourself. And, and, and that's what happens a lot when you go shopping around all these people, right? And your energy fields are bumping into all these other energy fields. So you have to put your barriers up, your energetic barriers, so people can't go around stealing your energy. They're they're considered energy vampires. Energy vampires. And they don't know they're doing it. It's just, it's physics. It's biology. It's chemistry. I mean, it's just a natural occurrence. Some of them might do it on purpose, but for the majority, most of them don't know they're doing it. Yeah, it just is where their energy's at. So it's grabbing onto other things. Boy, I, that was a probably a big light bulb above the head for people like me who are listening who go, yeah, no, every time I go to the grocery store, I need a nap. Like, just, yeah. It's the most overwhelming thing going out shopping. Uh, yeah. Man. I don't like crowds. I avoid crowds. But it's, if I have to go into a crowd, I just put my shields up. Before I walk in the door, I just go, shields up. <laughs> we, it, it's so funny. I love that, just shields up. It's so funny because I as I personally obviously have some skill set of doing that because while I don't like going into just crowded events, I don't feel the same overwhelm when I'm on stage performing. Like there is some sort of kind of either your focus, right? Yeah. And it's almost like I'm conducting the energy in a way rather than letting the maestro. Yeah. No, it's so funny because that is that's the best way I've tried to describe it. And I'm like, I know this, if if you haven't had the experience, it sounds crazy or even like maybe ego driven, which I don't think of it like as ha ha ha, I'm controlling. But it does feel like you're you're like running an emotional orchestra when you're on stage yeah. Yeah. where you're just like moving emotions 
Uh, and that's the best way I can describe it. Uh, Yeah. So you're, you're up there actually moving energy. So you're in command, you're in charge. So, so you're, you're controlling how much you give out and how much you retain when you're doing that, because you're acting as a maestro. So you, you'll make sure your higher self will make sure that you don't give up too much because you still have to run the vessel to produce the show, right? Yeah. Which is how I think of when I am having a good show. I do think of, it's like, that's so funny. I do think of myself more as a vessel than, uh, anything yeah. else that it's like, and, no, I'm and just, you're, you're channeling that through, you're channeling the energy through and you're delivering it to the audience. You're literally, I just see this maestro, like a magician when you're <laughs> up on your stage. So oh you're channeling that the energy that they're drawing for from you on that, in that situation, you're just channeling it through. You're just the vehicle. I'm just bringing the energy to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's not your own energy. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, cool. I am, are you okay? Are you able, I'm asking this for people who someone asked it in the, in the, we have a Facebook group where people, I post guests ahead of time and I go, you know, let me know your questions. And most of them we've already hit. Um, one person asked, has, um, are, if there's any spirit guides coming through my dog, Moki, who is a, a staple of the show and whether it's through her or me. And if you're not able to do this right now, cause you need to get in a state, that's fine. But is there anything for people watching? And maybe like, it can be a little seed of this is kind of what you do. Do you see anything with me? I would have to read, connect with your energy beforehand. I mean, we could certainly okay. set that up if you want to do that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Maybe we can set it up and, uh, and then I'll be able to share that with everyone so that yeah. they can, get a little preview and yeah. Cause, what your cause when I read like. for people, I, I make sure it's a sacred space that we're both in. Not, you don't have to do it like in the moment I do it energetically for both of our spirits. So I set up, it's, it's, it's like a ceremony. It's like a sacred ceremony. I set up a space and then I connect with your energy in a clean space. And then I get the download. So, um, from there, I then meet with the client and I'll say, you do that all beforehand, right? Yeah. I do that all beforehand. I'll say, this is what I got. And then at that point we can move in and action the healing that needs to take place. And I'll channel in the spirit guide that wants to work with the person or with you. And we'll channel in the healing right then and there, but I need to be in a clear space so that I don't get anything that doesn't belong to you, or I don't, um, get anything that's not accurate. That you're misreading. And for anyone who has never, because I've, I've talked to other spirit guides I've done and I would definitely, I'll hit you up. Cause I'm definitely interested in that. Um, uh, I have seen someone who channels, uh, spirit guides before. That's a pretty common occurrence with the people who are doing it. They set aside time because it's so easy. If you're someone who, you know, is open to these energies, you need to make sure, you know, you're getting the energy for this person. And that mm-hmm. like, you're, you're not, your ego isn't coming in and misinterpreting. And so um, I wanted to ask that either way so that people can kind of hear how you're doing your sessions, especially because I'm sure there's people listening who are, you know, ears are perked and going like, well, I want to get involved in this type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very powerful session. And most people are really tired afterwards because there's a lot of energy moving through. Um, so it takes time to integrate all of the healing that happens in the session, which is another reason you might not want to do it on the air. Cause you might be like, yeah, I just pass out. <laughs> uh, would, uh, would you be down to, if I, if I, if I did a session with you, would you be okay if I recorded and like released it? Yeah. If, 
if I don't pass out on it. Cause I think like that would be cool to show people. Yeah. That would be fine with me as long as it's fine with you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, well that's a separate thing we're going to set up, but so everyone's listening, I'm already invested in this. I'm <laughs> down for the cause. I want to be, I want to, I want to tap into your, your skills and your gifts and your services. Uh, it's about time to wrap up, but something I do want to ask is, uh, for someone who, you know, the listener who's out there who may not realize that they are in a similar position to where you were before you, you know, realized what was happening before you, you know, had your awakening and kind of really downloaded, like, this is what's going on. Yeah. Like what are things someone can, I guess, look out for, or like, notice that are kind of signs that this is going on that you're you're getting communicated with through like by a higher uh, frequency or a, a guide yeah so the biggest sign for me was that that feeling of hopelessness you know there's so many of us now that feel that way you know like the world is a terrible place you yeah. know I, I, there's nothing happy anymore and, and that's a real common theme right now or if you're feeling enraged Cause there's a lot of rage going around. Um, so it can be any number of heavy emotions. If you feel heavy, then that's a sign that you need to tune in. There's powerful healing attempting to connect with you when you feel that way. Or another big one that I see is when you feel agitated, when other people agitate you, or if you just have this general feeling of agitation, then there's huge healing that's knocking at your door. And when, when people make me feel agitated, the first thing I ask myself and my spirit, I'll say, what is it I need to heal right now? Because this person is activating it. Yeah. This event is setting something off. Yeah. It. Yeah. So you know, the, the sign that you don't have anything that you need to do at the moment is when you feel completely calm and peaceful in the midst of chaos, then you're good. Then you've done the work. You've done the work. So how many of us feel that way in the midst of chaos? How many of us can watch TV and not get agitated about the war and the crime and the stealing and the government? When that activates you, there's healing. There's very deep healing that needs to happen around that because you should be able to see it and go, yeah, I understand that people are hurting right now, but that's not my experience. That's not for me, right? So when you can distance yourself, and I'm not talking about a coldness. Yeah. I'm not talking about being inhuman. I'm talking about you not being like your, your emotions, not being spiked and you not being bogged down or so affected by it that, because I think that's a big thing is that you, you can't help someone from that state. You can't right. be a source of right. healing when you're activated like that. Right. Thank you for saying that. Cause that's so true. And right now with everything that's going on in the world, the best thing we can do is elevate ourselves elevate our frequency. And the more we feel, um, bad for other people, the more we try and empathize with what's going on that lowers our energy. So that's not what we need right now. We need to keep our energy elevated. We need to keep our joy and the more joyful people there are on the planet, the more the whole frequency will rise. Wow. That is such a beautiful nugget of information. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, that's, that's what it really comes down to. I mean, you can, 
you can go, yes, I know this is going on. Yes, I know that's going on. We need to make a change. But the first step in the change, like the kids right now are being told, be the change. Well, you be the change by keeping your happiness, keep your peace, your joy. Hold on to that frequency. You don't want to join the lower frequencies. Yeah, because you can't you can't lift people up from the bottom. No, <laughs> right. You got it. Absolutely. Uh, Wow. That's beautiful and very poignant. And I, I think so many of us needed to hear that and be reminded to hold on to and or pursue our joy. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, we're about out of time, but I wanted to take a moment for you uh, to let people know how they can find you, you know, how they can, uh, you know, your your services, how to get your book. And I know you uh, mentioned you have a, an event coming up that maybe you want to share and plug for yeah. everyone. Um, so you can find me on my webpage, heatherleestrom.com. And um, also I'm all over YouTube, Heather Lee Strom. And I do also have my own podcast where I channel in messages from the canine spirit guides. And then we do healing around that message during my podcast. You can check that out. Um, also I do private healing sessions with a single canine guide. And I also do mentoring programs. So it's called um, an immersion program. It's about three month process where you go through a layering of healing and you work with as many guides as you are appropriate for within that six, um, six session, three month program. It's pretty intense. It sounds Um, like it. Yeah, but it's incredible. And also I have the um, meditation mini course on my webpage that will teach you the skills that you need to begin to get connected so that you can start to commune with your own higher self, your own spirit guides, your, your God or your spirit, whatever you want to connect with the earth. And one of the sessions we actually connect with the trees. It's wow. really cool. Um, so yeah, so check that out if you're interested in that. Um, and then I always have events coming up. I'm, I'm doing group events now and Yay. for the moment they're virtual. They will eventually, we will eventually have some in-person group events where, um, we investigate and heal with one guide at a time. So depending on the length of the workshop, we might get two guides in, or we might get all four. And of course, as we, more guides come out, we'll be doing, dealing with even more and more guides. So it's going to be into a whole week long process at some point. But, um, yeah, so I do have those group opportunities and there, all that information is on my webpage. Um, I'm on TikTok, canine guides, um, also Facebook, Facebook page. And the, there is a dog, uh, there is a book website that goes into detail about all the, the canine guides. You can see their pictures, you can see their videos. You can also see the dogs in my life that they came through as. And so there's nice little stories there for, for you to experience. And that, that um, address is caninespiritguides.com. Awesome. Well, for everyone listening uh, or watching on YouTube, it's all going to be linked in the show notes. So look below or check out your phone and there'll be easy links for you to click on. And there's obviously so many resources and so much you're putting out there. So thank you for that. Well, you're Um, welcome. And just thank you for, for channeling this wisdom for us, Heather Lee. And thank you for stopping by. My pleasure to meet everyone.
Yay. All right, everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. That concludes this week's episode of Ignorance is Blessed. I hope you enjoyed the guest. Do you have follow-up thoughts, follow-up questions? Get in the Facebook group and start a conversation. Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots on Facebook. You can search for it or find it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash JMS comedy. There you can have a chat about this guest. You can ask about future guests. You, you can suggest future guests. I love it all. Please keep giving suggestions and keep asking questions because the more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thank you for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots.